podcast, then the Highland Industrial Supplies Sutherland Cap Draw is just about to take place. Before we get started with that, please listen to this great interview with Keith Lodes, former president of the Act Association and three times winner of the Sutherland Cap. To dig a bit more into the history of the competition, I've been joined by former Act Association president and three-time winner of the Highland Industrial Supplies Sutherland Cap, Keith Lodes. Keith, you won the competition for the first time in 1973 with Aberdeen University. What are your memories of that day? Ah, yes, Aaron, uh, great memories indeed. We had lost the previous final 2-1 to Butte uh, at 72 and uh, obviously we're keen to win it again, uh, get back to the final in 73 and uh, we, we had a great win then that year, a very good Aberdeen University team and then we won it again in, uh, in Kingusie. Uh, in 74 against Oban Celtic. I think the 73 final, if I'm right, that took place in Oban. Uh, quite a journey from Aberdeen to Oban, but I'm sure that would have been an enjoyable celebration on the way home. Uh, it sure was, yeah. Uh, some uh, very entertaining guys in the team with us at that time and they enjoyed a, a, a libation or two, so we <laughs> had a great time, yes, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 6-2 against Butte uh, in Oban in 73 and then as you just mentioned in 74 uh, against uh, Oban Celtic at Canusi you won 6-4 again very high scoring games must have been uh, quite a joy to watch uh, yeah they were, they were tough uh, tough games to play and uh, obviously the, the Sir William Sutherland Cup was the cup for championship cup for the national championship cup for uh, junior clubs at that time Mm-hmm. Uh, probably uh, what it, uh, it is to for junior clubs it's the same for uh, senior clubs as the Kamenach Cup mm. uh, so it's quite a prestigious cup to win uh, in these days and uh, uh, it was so until the introduction of the Ballymore which is the Intermediate Cup as you probably now know it happened to be uh, in uh, summer holiday so the university team as I recall hadn't been together for some time and uh, Come together for the final in Kingusi. Uh, we were all away on holiday and broken up for a while. But mm. uh, we had a tough time against Oban Celtic. Um, we managed to prevail in the end. I think we came from behind, and as you say, it was a high-scoring goal. The, the last goal, Oban uh, Celtic got went through the side netting. So <laughs> you're still holding a grudge to this day, Keith. Fast forward a few years from then, uh, in 1977, and you're up playing with Kinloch Shield, and you repeat defeat uh, for a third time, uh, taking home your third medal uh, by beating Glenorchy 9-1 at Fort William. What are your memories of that day? Yeah, we, we had a very strong Kinloch Shield team at that time. Uh, yeah, good memories again. Glenorchy uh, are a very good side, and the score doesn't probably reflect the, the, the match very much. We had a golden patch, I think. Uh, uh, we, we scored a few goals. I think we scored three goals in, in eight minutes, mm. uh, according to the records. Um, I later found out that Keith was being his usual modest self, and that, in fact, the three goals that were scored within eight minutes all came from Mr Lodes himself. Uh, not only that, but he went on to score another hat-trick within that final, uh, which he neglected to mention during the interview, but I have found out since. We went on to win it. It was uh, quite a flattering, 
flattering uh, uh, scoring for us, but yeah, it was good to win it with Kinloshiel. We hadn't won it since uh, 1962, I think, the first time that Kinloshiel had won it. Uh, and that was the only time we'd won it since, because... We then uh, went on to win what was the uh, North Division 2 and went into North Division 1 and, and with the King Uses and Newton Moors and that uh, mm. at that time and obviously never played in it again. So, yeah. Yeah. This year, uh, I'll sort of fast forward to the 2021 edition, Kinloch Shield are still in the hat for the draw. Um, so how how do we think uh, their chances are this year? Do you think they could go all the way and emulate th- that day in uh, 1977? Uh, it would be nice to think so. The uh, uh, Kimmel second team, as they are now, are a very young bunch of guys all together. And mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if they got uh, through to the Sutherland final. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a very talented group, but um, I think they need to gain a wee bit of experience before they, they can start challenging for the, the Cups uh, era. Yeah, okay, I think that's fair enough. Well, Keith, I think that concludes our conversation. Thanks very much for joining me. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and uh, um, just before you go, I think it's, it's fantastic uh, that uh, Highland Industrial Supplies are, are sponsoring this cup, and I'm sure everybody in Shinty will be grateful to Gary and to HIS for, for the sponsorship. So I hope uh, whoever gets through to the final, I hope it's a, it's a good match and a good day. Couldn't agree more, Keith. Um, I think what they do is is incredible. Um, the support they've offered over the last couple of years, few years, has been uh, really important to the Camac Association and also to all the teams that are playing uh, in these competitions. Really fascinating to hear from Keith, and I thank him so much for giving up his time to tell us about those historic days in the 70s. Now it's that time, time for the Highland Industrial Supplies Sutherland Cup quarterfinal draw. Good evening, everyone. We're here in the Parson Pavilion, the Bewley Clubhouse, to draw the Highland Industrial Supplies Sutherland Cup quarterfinals. We've got Neil Parson here as an observer and Ian Petrie from Bewley Shinty Club along with Aaron and myself. Uh, We're going to get Neil to mix the balls before I draw them out. Thank you, Neil. So I'll just start the draw now. And the first ball out is number seven. Number seven is Levitt, who beat Strath Glass in the last round. Versus number one. Number one, Aberdeen University. Number six. Number six is Lockside Rovers. Number five. Number five is Kinloch Shield or Sky. Number eight. Number eight would be a home draw for Newton Moore, who got past local rivals Canusi in the last round. Versus number three. Number three is GMA or Kyle's Athletic. Number two. Number two is Bewley. Number four. And number four is Kilmory or Inveriri. And that concludes the Highland Industrial Supplies Sutherland Cup quarter-final draw. Thank you.
Okay, that was a great draw for the Highland Industrial Supplies Sutherland Cup quarter final. I'm here with Stephen McKenzie, the president of the Cowan Act Association still. Stephen, what are your immediate reactions to the draw? I think just looking at the draw, you can see Lavit and Lochside Rovers, the final, finalists in 2019, both in the draw, both home ties. Uh, I think the other interesting thing is, apart from the Lavit Aberdeen Uni tie, it's three North South ties, so still a lot of uncertainty there, exactly where the teams will be coming from. Equally, in, at junior level, it's not like the national leagues where teams are more familiar with themselves, so a lot of possible surprises there. So I think a really exciting draw will be really good to, uh, there's still a few ties to be played before we know who's going into the quarterfinal. Uh, and once the quarterfinalists, it'll be, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the ties end up like and who goes forward to the semi-finals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we heard from Keith Lodes earlier on in this podcast and he was talking about his memories of winning the Sutherland Cup in the 70s with Aberdeen University and then again with Kinloch Shield. But you also won the Sutherland Cup with Aberdeen University in 2005. Can you talk me through that day in the game? Yeah, certainly, Colin. It was an exciting time for the players involved with Aberdeen University at the time. We had lost quite a few of us in 2001 against King Craig, eh, who were a very good side at that time. Eh, we re- rebuilt... We had a strong team with the likes of Jamie Bell from Glenacker. We had Ali Patterson and John McFudgen from Stricker, and you know quite a lot of decent shinty players across the team. We had quite difficult tussles earlier in the competition. Particularly, I remember the Cover Bay game was a <laughs> quite enjoyable task. It was always a tough game up there, and. I think we ended up running out 1-0 winners with Covers having a penalty save by our keeper Terry Stebbins. <laughs> but give Cover Fee their due, they were fantastic afterwards, just said it was a really game of shinty, shook our hands and wished us well in the next round. The other game that's the other tie uh, game that springs to mind during the cap run was against Canusi in the semi-final where we actually drew two all at Bewley here. There was quite a day, there was a disputed goal chopped off for them, then it was supposed to be played to a finish and there was a bit of confusion and Canisi headed off So while we were trying to get the game <laughs> back on, so that was quite an exciting tie. We actually lost Jamie Beaton from Sky, he'd scored two goals in the first uh, semi-final, so we had to head down to Newton Moore, which was almost a home tie for the Canusi side. It really, uh, I think most people thought our chance had gone there. It was a really tight game, as I recall. I'm sure it, I can't remember if it went into extra time, but it was certainly 2-2 in the dying minutes. And uh, one of our players, Daniel McLeod, who some people might know through BBC Alapa, he stepped up with almost a last minute winner that he drilled into the net so we were certainly on the high going in to the final that was up in sky it was a really good day it was a double header at that time eh, with the Sutherland cap and Ballymore played on the same day mm. so that was King Shield and eh, 
Kyle's Athletic, who were in the Ballymore final, we played Kilmally, who themselves would go on and to enjoy a bit of success in the Southern Cup. In fact, they were the holders the year before. In the game itself, we probably started fairly slowly. I remember Michael Rogers was playing for Kilmally at the time. I can't remember if he was the scorer, but he's certainly causing us some problems. We went down to an early goal. Couldn't really get ourselves back in it, but gradually worked into the game. We got a penalty ourselves, missed the penalty. Uh, and I'm sure I think Jamie Bell scored just before half time to put his level at half time. Uh, it became quite a tussle in the second half. No one seemed to be able to make the breakthrough. And then Willie Hunter, an ex Oban Celtic player who was playing for us, had taken this opportunity when someone else got injured. He hit probably the sweetest of strikes from the halfway line that sailed into the net and I think uh, sent all the Aberdeen team uh, stratospheric <laughs> and then thankfully we were able to see out the game and uh, Jimmy Beaton from Sky, we had a large Sky contingent in the team at that time. We had uh, Alan McPherson, uh, Alan Dukin, we had... Alexander McQueen from up in uh, the North End and Hector McKenzie as well, a piping padre, some people will know him as. Uh, so, yeah, we had a really, I think probably the, the Sky uh, neutrals were supporting us on the day just because we had so many Sky players. So mm. it was a fantastic result for us, I think probably the highlight for a lot of the players involved in that Aberdeen University team. And I think one that everyone who was involved will remember for a long, long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sounds very exciting indeed. You talked about that goal from the halfway line. Is that one of the best goals you've seen to win a cup final? Certainly was from Willie Hunter. <laughs> I've never seen him do that again. But, uh, no, it was, it was a good goal. I have seen quite a... I'm not sure it was the best goal I've ever seen, but as it was certainly uh, worth its weight in gold that day so yeah absolutely um, you're the honorary president of Aberdeen University Shinty Club as I understand uh, was that due to your performance in 2005? no I think I was probably one of the worst players on the day <laughs> I seem to recall I think the one of the not the irony or one of the difficulties on the day was as Aberdeen you know we had to pretty much organise ourselves so that included, we had some boys stayed in Sky, we had some boys, we, we travelled up on the Friday and split the journey, so we had people staying all over the place with just friends and relations and players, which we then had to, we had to pick everyone up through various stops in the morning. We stopped in the Dorney Hotel on the way up, and then we had to play the game. One of us was driving the bus up and down, it's not like we had a driver we had to organise all our own kit, make all the arrangements. I even ended up having to go into the pre-match reception during the warm-up with my studs and everything in the Sky Clubhouse to be presented with a, I think it was the old, either it was one of the departments of the Highland Council was being disbanded and they gave an honorary plaque that day. So. It's maybe no surprise that it wasn't my best game, but certainly for everyone else, thankfully we had enough players on the day to deliver a performance and it was enough to give us the win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're now 16 years on. Um, that was the last time Aberdeen University appeared in the Sutherland Cup final. 
Um, do you think that there's uh, more uh, glory days ahead for Aberdeen Uni, like we've heard from from Keith and yourself? Yeah, I would hope so. I'd like to see them successful in the future. Possibly not uh, at Bewley's expense, uh, but if either of them were to win, I'm sure I'd be happy. The, I think the university teams always go through periods of rebuilding regularly, and uh, I keep in touch with the guys who take a keen interest in how they're doing. I know they've uh, got a few new players, they're doing a bit of coaching, so hopefully they can build up a team again in the near future. Yeah, well, I tell you, you've not helped them too much with a tough away tie to love it, but um, no, uh, no. we'll wait, wait and see. Best of luck to all the teams in the quarter-final. Well, that sort of brings us to the end of this section, so thanks very much for joining me, Stephen. Thanks, Aaron. If you're a regular listener of the pod, then you will know fine well what's coming up right now. The one, the only, Fergie MacDonald to play us out. By the shore, Glenorchy, Owen, Celtic, Arnamurchan, and Strathglass, Kilmorry, Bute, Lorne, and around the Brender Pass. There's Minder, Gail, Boleskin, and Glengarry near Loch Ness, Strachar, and Lochside Rovers, Cupper, Bay, and Inverness. With his whistle and his stopwatch on the kilt above his knee, is the roughest, toughest man around Shinty River Lee. With his whistle and his stopwatch on the kilt. There was only one winner today, and that was Shinty. <laughs>